Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to this. It is the Rugby Dungeon. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. And yes, I did say watching because although you're listening to the podcast version, you can find this very podcast on YouTube with the video of me talking to today's guest. And if you really like it, go and help us by supporting us on Patreon. You can also find us on Twitter. I'm at Jay Beardmore. This podcast is at the Rugby Dungeon. And of course, there is Egg Chasers at Rugby Podcast. Enough of that. Let's get into it. Okay. Lock that. Uh-huh. Right. Give me a second. Ah, there it is. Right. Well, I'm joined by Josh Bayliss. Josh, how how are you? Yeah, no, good, thank you. Um, happy to be uh, to be back, getting stuck in playing, um, and uh, yeah, happy to get the win over in Italy, definitely. Yeah, have you just come back from a short layoff? Yeah, no. So I um, got concussed in a game uh, against Northampton about five weeks ago. Okay, uh, and it's my third concussion within a sort of fairly short period so um they take that sort of pretty seriously as they should and yeah um, i needed sort of a little bit of extra time um to make sure i was i was all good when i came back um but yeah no happy to get the, the first game back under the belt and how are you feeling how um uh, how how was your how was your time off um it's it's a strange one at the moment isn't it because like time off's not really time off yeah um but no, it was. Um, I mean, I, I played sort of quite a lot of rugby, um, so in a way, it was it's probably quite good for the body just to get a, a couple of weeks of of not actually going out the weekend and, and sort of smashing your, your body to pieces, um, which which was quite good. Good to get refreshed, and um, but but ultimately, I, I definitely miss being out there. That's that's what what we do it for. I absolutely love playing. Um, so it was a, a shame I couldn't um, miss a couple of those games. Mm. Um, and then obviously timing with the sort of first couple of well first call up into um into Scotland which was pretty cool and then a little bit frustrating with timing not being able to spend a bit more time up there um but yeah no they're happy that it, it hasn't been longer and um get back into the swing of things now yeah well uh, you say you love playing it certainly come c- comes across in your style of play oh that's that's good um yeah no I um, that's, that's why I think everyone um, who plays professional rugby, um, like, training is amazing. It, it's brilliant. Don't get me wrong, but mm. the reason we play, the reason we play is is to go out there on the weekend and normally in front of crowds, which makes it even more special. Um, but I mean, still, it's it's an amazing experience going out, running out on the 
on a pitch with your with your mates and, and getting to chuck a ball around for a living. Uh, definitely consider myself pretty lucky. <laughs> yeah, I was watching a game a game yesterday against Zebra, and that was one of those games where you desperately needed a crowd. I, I just felt like for because you're away as well with Zebra going up the way that they did. I thought if you just had a few, just just a few people there, it would have been it would have been a, a real spectacle. Yeah, exactly. It's it's one of those. It was uh, a real sort of scrappy game. Probably not that great to watch. Actually, definitely not that great. To oh, watch. I, do, I I quite enjoyed it. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, maybe one for the purists. purists <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, it's it's one of those games. It's um, obviously knockout rugby now in Europe, which is which is great. It's where we want to be as a club. Um, and yeah, definitely happy we came out on the on the right end of that result. Uh, that's for sure. Who have you got ne- next up then? Because you, you've done Zebra. Is, is it Northampton? No, it's London Irish. Oh, is uh, it? Friday night, Friday night, London Irish. So a repeat of the game last week. Um, yeah. What, what, I'm interested, what was the reaction to that game last week? Because there is a little bit of rivalry between L- London Irish and Bath. And uh, yeah, I, I felt that was quite a tasty game, actually. Yeah, no, it was. I mean, I'm watching it, you could see there was um, plenty of um, sort of venom in, in most of the game, which was um, how, how we want to play the game. and. Mm. Um, probably it definitely made for a for a good watch. Um, oh, the boys were gutted, like absolutely gutted after the game. We, we don't want to lose any game, um, but I mean, I guess to to lose a game in that manner, sort of our discipline let us down in terms of those those cards, yellow cards and red cards. Um, so to go down to twelve men, but then still to show that character that the boys did in in the last twenty minutes to get back into the game was was what we're all about mm. um, as a club. Um, I think we've shown. Through periods this season, that when when sort of things are against us, we've had injuries in a number of different positions. When when our backs are against the wall, we, we really do come out swinging, um, which is, which sort of just shows the character of the boys and the the characters that we've got um, in the team, which is only a good thing, really. Yeah, it must be quite difficult for you as a player because um, obviously you train all week, you're prepared for the game, and all your systems and structures are based around having 15 men. Then to have Three, well, th- I think three simultaneous cards was it not against Lanarish in one go? That, that must be enormously frustrating. Yeah, it, it's tricky. Like, you, you obviously sort of you, you train with with fourteen people, maybe thirteen people, mm. um, but you never sort of go down to the contingency of, of twelve people really. Um, and it, it is tricky, and like, these things do happen though, especially the way that, that the games being ref um, more recently, especially this season, like. Most games you're seeing cards, and it's yeah. going to happen. Uh, it's just just the way it is, and um, and we've just got to sort of adapt to that when, if and when it happens, and and be ready for when when it does happen. Um, uh, the the teams that are best prepared for that are probably going to be the be the ones that are going to be most successful going forward. I think. So I've heard of teams training with fourteen. I've never heard heard of a team training with thirteen. Uh, do, do you do that frequently? Um. Not frequently. I mean, we we do quite a lot of training thirteen on thirteen, but that's yeah, more of sort of a numbers thing. Um, but we definitely we do a couple of drills um, where we'll sort of be defending in R twenty two, and each phase, one of the defenders, two of the defenders will drop out until you're defending. Oh, with I not see. Many people. It's actually it's a really good drill and sort of gets you um see how see how long you can last with with decreasing number of players um it's actually 
worked out pretty well. It's it's, it's been good for us. Mm. So I've I've been looking uh, lo- looking you up on various uh, rugby websites and uh, yeah. and 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 all the rest of it. Um, I just wanted to know how how did you end up um, in Bath? Um, how how long do you want me to go back? Oh, go um, as long as you uh, as long as you feel com- as long as you feel feel comfortable. Um, so I'll, I'll go through go through it briefly. I mean, I I grew up um, was born in in Devon. Uh-huh. Um, my dad works overseas, works in Indonesia, um, Singapore, that sort of area. Huh. Um, and so born in England, yeah. moved over um, to Indonesia when I was I was really young, um, and obviously didn't, didn't play any sport or anything over there. Then moved back um to go to school in england when i was maybe six or seven uh-huh. um so moved back with my mum my sister um we went to wellington school in somerset yeah i know uh, it so not not wellington college wellington school oh um, hang on uh right no i don't know that yeah so yeah, we, no, so i read it I read, wellington college why on earth did you go from wellington to yeah okay no no no, no. um it's just a, a, a small school and and my mum then took me and my sister for a scholarship there at Millfield mm-hmm. when I was 10. Um, my sister must have been eight or nine. Yeah. Um, managed to get a scholarship, both of us. So we both moved there. Um, went all, all the way through at Millfield. And obviously, Millfield's in the Bath catchment area. Uh, um, so, so, stu- started- so stupid question oh. then. Was it a sports scholarship that you went for at, at age 10? No, it's like a, an all-round one because I mean, I was ten. My sister's eight. I was going to say that's, that's quite there's quite some scouting ability like which uh, Millfield had got there. Yeah, um, no, they uh, more like a, an all-round scholarship, uh-huh. um, and I don't know how I managed to fluke that. My sister's very clever, so that would, didn't surprise me. But <laughs> I, I somehow managed to to scrape that, um, and then obviously played loads of different sports whilst I was there. Millfield's like. It's incredible for sport. Yeah, uh, I never really. Well, I absolutely loved rugby, but never thought, oh, this could be something I could do. Or um, I never thought I'd be good enough. Uh, definitely, and and didn't really take it seriously until um, I was in the senior school, probably about fifteen, sixteen. So that's probably when I started with Bath Academy as yeah. well. Um, then thought it like this is pretty cool. This because this is now my favourite sport. Um, but still, at that stage, I'm like, well, this, I'll, I'll play this whilst I'm at school, maybe go to uni and play some more. Mm. Um, and then, obviously, carried on, um, played Bath under-18s, played for the first team at Millfield. Um, and then, lucky enough, got offered an academy contract. And I was like, all oh, right, this is pretty pretty, pretty, cool. pretty cool, yep. And then, obviously, yeah, went on, uh, on from there, two years in the academy, and then my third season in the first team that um it's crazy how quickly it's gone yeah so are you from a rugby play, playing family at all or was it all just from school yeah no my dad uh, my dad played rugby um and his dad played a lot of rugby as well um played for lydney what um, where lydney oh what about that gloucestershire uh, okay um so they my granddad is a bit of a, a sort of a club legend there <laughs> uh, actually he's quite funny uh, in my first year, me and the two other guys that were signed in my year, we mm. got sent on loan to Lydney. Oh, really? Um, 
yeah and i was like this is un this is so cool it's like yeah. such a small world um unfortunately we didn't actually play because it turned out that it was too lower league i, I think that's to, right yeah so to play in. in the premiership i think you can only go as low as one below the championship yeah and so this was two below the championship oh, i see um so I, we we went for a couple of training sessions and we'd all got named in the team for the weekend and everything i was like this is like this is gonna be crazy i'm gonna run out for the same team my dad and my uh, my granddad did which mm. would be pretty cool but obviously it never never happened but still pretty cool nonetheless well, well i don't know what it says in your contract but i think you could play second team without signing a uh, signing a registration form Oh, okay. I might have to, yeah, I might have to see if I can pull yeah. a few strings there. Because Jerry Collins famously played for who was it he played for? He played for someone in Gloucestershire. Oh, oh I didn't know that. Yeah, he had like a one-off game. He, he rocked up and played third team, and this is when he was playing at Toulon oh, yeah. or somewhere. He rocked up yeah. and played third yeah. team for like Taunton or somewhere. I, I, I can't remember oh, where. But because he didn't yeah. have didn't have to register, didn't have to register, it, it, it was absolutely fine. Although I think uh, Bath might have something to say about that. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I might have to try and keep it quiet. Yeah. So, no, no. so we we always back five because um, looking at the way you play, it doesn't escape me that you're rather fast. Um, I actually used to be a prop. Really? So I went the other way, yeah. Um, so I wasn't. I, I probably had a bit of a growth spurt when I was sixteen. Well, fifteen, sixteen was when I got a little bit taller but before then I, I was by no means one of the tallest mm. um, so I guess that sort of lent itself to being a front rower and obviously scrummaging what isn't such a big thing when you're, no. when you're a young kid so um, found myself in the front row um, and then played then yeah probably moved to second row and then eventually to, to back row but I've never never played in the backs oh, that's um, so interesting actually in, until this season when I ended up on the wing at, against Worcester um, for the last twenty minutes of the game, or whatever. Think you um, make think you make the switch o- switch o- over to the wing. Oh, I'm not sure. I I, lo- I love being in the back row. I, I, I just love it as a position. Um, it would, yeah. I'm not sure I'd I'd be able to make that mm. that, that switch. And the, the stuff that the guys do on the wing is is absolutely incredible. The skills that they've got, it would it would definitely take a lot. Uh, to try and transfer. Well, I mean, particularly at Bath. I mean, you've got likes of Will Will Muir, uh, who has come out of nowhere, who looks absolutely great. McConaughey's done basically the same thing. Rocket Dagooney, yeah. who they poached from the army, but he's absolutely brilliant on his day. Yeah, you, you, yeah. you've got you've got some good players there. Oh, we've got some crazy, crazy players. I mean, I haven't even mentioned Big Joe there. No. Cognizant. He's um, pretty special as well. And like like you say, the depth is but Gabe Hammer-Webb, Oh God! I've not even mentioned Anthony Watson. Anthony Watson. Apparently, he, apparently, he's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, apparently so. Darren Atkins. Like honestly, a lot of these guys are young as well, which is mm. actually reflects the, the whole squad as well. We've got a real core group of young guys at the moment, um, and even more coming through. I mean, looking at the guys in, in the academy, you, um, it's pretty exciting to see. It's definitely a team that I'd want to be part of moving forward. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, very exciting. Just before I probe a little deeper on that, um, who were the other guys out of interest in Millfield that went professional at the same time as you did? Um, so, in my year, um, Gabe Ogre. Oh yeah, oh, I yeah, I think he's absolutely awesome. He's honestly one of the most skillful players I've 
I've played with. That's um, interesting, because I, I don't really pick that up when I watch him play. I just love the attitude he has of going back row, hooker, you know, no issue, great, just doesn't yeah. care. He played, like, I remember him playing, played a bit in the centre at school. We played number eight, played hooker. Yeah. Um, and he played a lot of sevens as well. He was really good sort of in, in the midfield in, in sevens. He just set up countless number of tries. Um, and so, yeah, no, I played with him, um, obviously, at school and was at Bath for a little bit and now at Wasp doing really well. I didn't realise uh, that he was great. at Bath. Yeah, no, so he was there uh, for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, which was uh, obviously knew him from school. I had really good mates with Gabe. He's a, he's a top bloke. Mm. Um, and the other and in my a guy called Josh Barton who plays for Coventry. Oh, okay. Um, was at London was at London Scottish. Um moved to Coventry. Um and then obviously you got the guys guys a year above me, so Adam Hastings, uh, oh, Darren yeah. Atkins, who's at Bath, um year above that, Callum Sheedy. Oh wow. Uh, and then you go even higher, it's Chris Cook, Jonathan Joseph, Henry Thomas. Yeah. Um Smacko, Vanapola, all these guys. So, um, so it's pretty sort of rich stock at, at Millfield. Yeah, so your year and a couple of years above seems to be pretty famous for creating wonderful Celtic talent. Well, yeah, that yeah, seems to be. Um, no, there's, uh, it's, it's just a great environment. Yeah. Um, I, I absolutely love my rugby at school. It's um, some, of the, some of the best memories I've got. Um, you're, like, you're playing with your best mates, you having loads of fun it's it's incredible and do they do they make a big deal out of who has come before you at millfield do they say like you know you're you know you're filling the shoes of adam hastings or who um, whoever it is is there a sense of um is there a sense of uh, stepping into a bigger thing in a way but at the same time like the, the coaches they've got there so like john man john mallet and john brimacom mm-hmm. um, the, the main two sort of first team coaches they they just want you to express yourself and, and be who you are, mm. um, and it's incredible. You, like the the way that school rugby's going and, and was going whilst I was at school. All these other schools, you've got um, your head coaches who are basically trying to make teams like professional environments. And yeah, there's a lot to be said for that. Don't get me wrong. The physio, strength and conditioning side of things, I think it's great to have that almost mini professional environment. Yeah, but at the same time, like. You've got to be able to express yourself in it and enjoy your rugby. Um, and I think a lot of other schools, I, I don't know, were, were sort of forcing their, or trying to force a style of rugby upon the, the, the players that didn't necessarily bring the best out of them. Mm. Um, I think Millfield would never do that. Um, they're always sort of player first and, and what's best for you and um, not what's best for the the school's record or yeah. um, or whatever, which which is amazing. I think it's um, a testament to, like I said, John Mallet, John Rimacom and all, all of the other rugby staff there. Um, some great people there. Yeah. Do you know, if you like your rugby and you want to get some um, extra very high-quality matches, you could do much worse than watching schools like Millfield, Seb, but all, all of these um, or, or schools, organisations, whatever, whatever you want to call them, they are like they are like miniature professional teams. They're like they're almost like um, if they had more coverage, sort of like the standard of U.S. college football. It, it, they are yeah. rather good. Yeah. No, I, I remember it's probably been a couple of years ago now. Um, went back to watch the Millfield Sedbury game 
mm. which was always the big big game of the year. Um, I genuinely didn't like haven't watched a live game and had that much fun for a, for a really long time. Yeah, um, I was completely glued to the game. It was, it was incredible. Um, the level of skill, um, some of the physicality. It was it was just awesome. Um, did, no, it's very impressive. Did you play against uh, Cam Redpath when you were when you were at school? No, so Cam would be a year below me or two years below me. I didn't get to play in my final year of school. Um, oh. Had a shoulder injury. Yeah. Um, so if it was if it weren't for that, I, I might have done, um, which would have been quite. quite <laughs> yeah, yeah, quite. Yeah. Uh, so just going back to something you said before, uh, Bath are quite a young team. Would you yeah. say that might be one of the reasons that? Um, Although in patches you look like you know potential potential premiership champions, you just have these occasional lapses, or there's something just not quite connecting across the team at the moment. Yeah, no, it it could be down to that, and it's like you say, it's 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 frustrating because we've shown what we can do, yeah. and I know it's it's within us, and we've got an incredible amount of talent and and guys that really want to work hard as well. It's 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 not like we're going out, sort of training a little bit and and throwing the ball around on the weekend and, and having a laugh. Like these guys want to get better every day. They want to push each other and um, the competitive nature of of the squad and, and pushing guys for places is is brilliant and it's just driving standards, which is exactly what we want. Mm. Um, but like you say, like there's been a few games where we've been inconsistent and it, and it and it hasn't worked for us and. And it, it could be due to experience, um, but it's something we're working hard on, and and it's definitely not through lack of effort. Yeah, um, potentially even sort of trying to force things. Um, it seems like you've just got these hard hard to describe it really, like a catastrophic. I guess like a catastrophic malfunction because you watch Bath for the first five minutes, you think, "Crikey, that's incredible!" And I'm talking yeah. not with Anthony Watson and. You know, Tolupe Falatau and and all those boys. I'm talking about you know when they're gone, you still put together some incredible, some incredible rugby. And I imagine during the analysis sessions on the Monday, you think, well, how on earth, when we've d- displayed that we're that much better than the other team, have we still not got got that result? Yeah, no, like you say, it, it's exactly like that. Um, and I guess for us, we. Like we know we're going in the right direction, and and yes, we it's it's incredibly frustrating that we we've, we've had these times mm. when we're we're not it's not quite working for us, it's not quite stringing stringing together. But I think we're de- the guys have an understanding that yes, we we really want to be better right now, but we're building something that that hopefully can be a um, can be a really successful team, um, a really strong team over a number of years. Mm. Uh, and and that's that's why these young guys are so important to us and and for us. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I I can definitely see that. And I actually think Bath have been better when they've stuck with the team that has done so well for them over the over the international period. I actually think sometimes you turn over the team too quickly because you know I look at the back row, for instance. I think you and Miles Reed have been the outstanding players there uh, since the start of the season re- season really. And then when they turn over the team in one go, sometimes I just think it's, it might be too much change, or I don't know. Maybe you've got too much talent talent to pick to pick from. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think it's possible to have too much talent. <laughs> it's like we're incredibly fortunate the the guys that we've got, and even the guys in in the back row. It's 
it's been a real blessing, I think, having to to fight so hard for for, for my position. And, and like you say, Marzi's been doing unbelievable this season. He's a great um, player. But I I've known like I've known for for years now. You guys obviously haven't seen him seen players being unlucky with injuries. Mm. Um, but we've had to sort of really fight and um, and learn a lot from a lot of these other seasoned sort of international players. Um, and that and that's been brilliant. Um, yeah, because it just drives it drives us. It drives them as well when when we're training hard and, and pushing for places. Um, and it just makes it that that much more special when when you do get to pull on the shirt and and represent the the city and the club. Um, there's, there's, there's no better feeling than sort of running out the guy like Miles, who you know um, has the same belief and um, and passion for the club that, that I do. Mm. Um, it's, it's pretty it's pretty cool. So, uh, just on on you then and your development, um, how how far off do you think you are from nailing down a starting spot? Because yes, you've been starting all the way through, but then you add in all of the, all of the starters. What do you think you need to do? Um, and where's your comparative ed- com- comparative advantage? Also, what position is it that you re- that you really want to nail down? It's a, it's a great question. Um, positional positionally, I. Honestly, I, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, I'm more than comfortable, more than happy playing anywhere in, in the back row. Um, I, I've even loved playing in the second row this season. It's something I never thought I'd do. Yeah. Um, especially sort of Premiership level. Um, probably the lightest Premiership. Second I was going to say because you're, you're big, but you're not you're not massive, massive. No, no, no. Um, absolutely not. No. Um, I've been sort of trying to put on weight for a few years. Now. <laughs> it's slowly coming, but definitely not to sort of second row levels yeah um but it's i think the thing that's so good about the back row that we've got is it's so diverse Mm. i I wouldn't say we've got anyone the same as anyone else yeah um, i agree with that which is which is which is great and like uh, yes there's there's that one standpoint which which is like well i'll I'll never sort of nail down a starting position or a role that I'll play the, the whole season, just because it, it depends on who we play and um, and and the style that we want to play. That's for, a nice way to put it. Yeah. Game. Um, and the the way it's worked, I mean, we've never actually had all of our back rows fit at the same time. Mm. Um, so there's always been sort of one or two injuries or, or little niggles that have kept guys out of the team, which means we're forced to have this sort of back row and um i I think i see it as a as a real positive for the club um and for the success of the club being able to to play if you want to play sort of a a back row you can play you can play miles um sam and toby you can play zach at eight toby at six sam at seven um you play mikey williams at six oh god i forgot about him yeah miles at seven Zach at eight. Um, uh, there's, honestly, the combinations are, are pretty much endless. Tommy Ellis at six. Mm. Um, you can play um, Mikey at seven, and then Zach at eight. It's it's, it's pretty cool, I think. Um, yeah, that we've got all that that depth. So, um, so, so what? So, what do you see yourself as? Uh, six. I've probably played most of my rugby at six, especially this season and, and the end of, of last season. Mm-hmm. Um, the season before that, and the and the one before that, I played most rugby at seven. 
Yeah. Um, I've also played a bit of eight over the last few years. Um, honestly, it doesn't really change how I play that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I'm never going to be uh, Sam Underhill 7, for example, mm. um, because I just don't have the, the natural ability or, or, or skill set that he's got. Um, but, I mean, if you want a 7 that can sort of get around the park and, and jackal for, for some ball um, and, and sort of... Um, be that that sort of seven then then I, I can I can sort of fill that role and um, again if, if you want a six that's going to be a massive ball carrier and um, a real momentum gainer you, you probably look at someone like Zach or, or Toby mm. um, so it's, yeah, it's it's a great question and it's, it's it's a tricky one to answer really yeah so I mean if tell me if I'm wrong here but when I watch you play I think your point of difference is energy and I, I'd, I'd be interested to know if that bears out in stats and what you see in analysis actually because uh, no matter what is happening whether you're playing the amazing rugby that Bath does or you find yourself on that swing of momentum as occasionally happens you always seem to be in the thick of things and I wonder if it's actually reflected in your interventions and you know your fitness scores and, and, and all the rest of it um yeah probably I mean it's I don't always feel that energetic when I'm out there um, <laughs> but yeah no it's something I definitely pride myself on I, I never want to be outworked Mm. Um, I yeah, it's. I guess it's something I've loved about playing rugby ever since I, I started. Is the um, that sort of dark place in a way that you've got to take yourself to? Yeah, and, like I I see it mostly as as mental, um, and I think a, a lot of guys are able to go just to that limit. Yeah, um, and. The, the really, really successful guys will be able to take themselves above that. Um, yeah. But a, a lot of people will think when they when they hit that point, that's it. Um, yeah. And then sort of they'll, they'll float around that, that area. And I'd, I'd love to be able to continuous, continuously push myself past that. Um, and, and I think it is a lot mental, mostly mental. Yeah. Um, that sort of extra 5% that you've got in you, that you don't necessarily know that you've got in you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. And that sort of feeling after a game when you know you've gone there is it's indescribable. Um, I combine that with going to that place alongside your teammates. You get in the change room after a game. You win or lose, you look each other in the eye, and it's um, it's an incredible feeling because you know you've you've put it all out there for each other. Um, uh, and when you say um, it feels great, do you mean like it, 
it literally feels great, you know, like the runner's high, or do you just mean in like retro in, in retrospect, looking back at it, yeah, I've given all, all that I can give. Yeah, no, it, it doesn't feel great in the moment when you're trying to trying yeah. to get there. You're, you're in. It's hard to describe when you when you really push yourself. Um, it's like a sort of out of out of body experience. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that that sort of being able that retrospective look back and and, and look like after a game you're, you're talking to your to your, your teammates and you're like, oh, do you remember that bit where we were just like, we were completely out on our feet, but we we kept going and we we made that next breakdown or that like that's the reason they scored that try is because we we got to that clear out um and that that's the like that's a rewarding bit for me yeah. um, that's what that's what i love must make you uh, quite judgmental towards other players that don't work quite quite as hard no no <laughs> not at all um no it's everyone everyone's got a different different skill set and, and different um perception of of hard work and the guys that we've got at the club, I, I can't stress enough. Like everyone will push themselves for mm-hmm. their teammates. The, that's just just the characters that we've got in the group. Yeah, um, and that, that's incredible. Um, cause that's that's all you can ask for from from the guys either side of you is, is to give their all. Um, yeah. Whatever their their hundred percent is, if they if they give that, then you can never um, never question uh, question. I know I like mistakes and and stuff are going to happen in games, but. If guys are giving 100%, then then that's all I would want to see, um, all you can ask for. Yeah. Now, you mentioned before uh, give, giving your all for the shirt and the passion you have for the club. I really do think Bath is a special club. Um, you know, If you were to design a fantasy rugby career, you might throw in Stade Francais to lose. And then if you're going to come over to England, you'd almost certainly put, put, put in Bath. Uh, do you get that feeling when you're walking around the town and whatnot? Oh, it's completely. But I... I've got an. For me, I think being able to have been through the academy um, and been here for such a long time, like at the start, so in my, in my first couple of in my first year when I when I first joined, um, I'd have been happy to play at any Premiership Championship club in in the country. Mm. Um, but as you sort of move through, you, you create the, the bonds with the with the people at the club, the the support staff, the supporters, the fans. Um, everyone, you, I've got to a point now where this is the only club I, I truly love, and, and I honestly do anything for for the club and for the city. Um, and like you say, that feeling when you, I walk walk in from my flat. If we've got a home game, I'll, I'll walk through town down to the game. And obviously, at the moment, it's slightly different. Yeah. Um, but w- but when there's a a full stadium, which it always is at the rec. Um, town is absolutely buzzing and, and you're just walking through and you're like this is I'm so lucky to be able to do this and to do it in a city like this yeah in front of these people um it's honestly it's like goosebumps every time you I've got to say when I, I went to watch in. Bath Exeter and it must have been like oh, five years ago or some such thing and you walk over the bridge in, in into the stadium and yeah. it was a nice clear day and it just it just felt awesome it felt like that I mean it is the it is actually the the, the only show in town but 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 it also feels that way. Exactly. Like you say, it's the it's the only um, the only thing going on, and and on a game day, the whole city is buzzing with rugby fans. Yeah. Which I don't think you really get anywhere else in England. Um, no, maybe Exeter. To that extent. Maybe. Maybe Exeter's a good shout. And then the only other thing would be 
sort of Twickenham on on an England game day. Yeah. Um, but I mean the having the stadium in the middle of the city um, it's just it's incredible and there's the stadium development that that that's been in the works for a long time now is decades is another thing which is really I just hope I'm here um, when that when that all happens do you um, though because I sort of think that the special thing about Bath is you've got those temporary stands and there's people in flats looking over and you've got all the architecture. I mean, I think yeah. I'd rather double the price of season tickets rather than build build, build a new stand, but that's me. I I, I definitely see see the point. Um, I, I I guess my perspective is if we can get more people cheering mm. for Bath in in a stadium whilst maintain, and I think the important thing is that they are. They, the only way that they could build a new stadium is is by respecting the architecture and um, and the place that the the stadium's in and um, so I think it, it would be very considered design yeah, um, yeah. if it were to be um, were to be done um, and to have a potentially a bit of a firmer surface might be might be quite nice <laughs> yeah quite sort of complain about that yeah um, I'm so glad you say that you that you embrace it and you love uh, and that you love the club because. I have spoke to a few players who have been through Bath before, come out the other side, and although they've enjoyed their time there, they do find the whole thing very overwhelming. Yeah, no, I, I guess I can, I can see that. And there's, like, when you're, when I was younger and and, and sort of coming through the ranks, you, it, it probably is a bit daunting, and like, I'm still really nervous before before every game, and. Um, and you want to you want to perform, and you want to perform for the for the club and mm. for the city. Um, I think having that that really close tie to the to the place and to the um, to the club that you play at is can only be a good thing. Yeah. Um, like I can only see myself having a stronger and stronger emotional connection to the place um, as time goes on, um, which I think is is a positive thing, and I think. The sort of the more guys that we we have playing and, and representing the club that have a have a real close tie to it um, or a real emotional connection with it mm. is can can only be a positive thing. Yeah, uh, and I think that's the way that that is going. I mean, I do worry about that a little bit. I mean, I do think like you know the business of sport and it can be so 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 cut cutthroat. Maybe not putting your eggs in one basket. Might be a might be a, might might be a wise move. I, I think thinking about the uh, Mike Brown situation now, and I think you know yeah. it's one thing loving a club, but it's another thing uh, that them always loving you back. I guess. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's professional sport, um, and it's it is, it is a tricky one. But at the same, um, by the same token, like everything. I, I owe so much. I, the way I see it is that I owe incredible amounts to the, mm. to the people and to to the club for what they've done for me so far. Um, but anything past my my first academy contract, I see as a bonus. Like that's <laughs> yeah. me, honestly, that's that's me living my absolute dream. Yeah. Um, and so anything I can do to and, and for the club, um, I'm I'm more than happy to do. And it's going to end at some point. I, like it, it just is. Um, however, that happens, um, and that will obviously be incredibly sad. Um, and for for someone like me with such a 
um, a love for the club, it, it would obviously, it would sting. Um, but I know that the people at the club and, and like even high, high up at the club um, have an incredible um, humility and, um, and and connection with the players mm-hmm. that I don't think you see at other clubs necessarily. Yeah. Um, I, I can't speak for other clubs, but, but I know when that time comes that it would obviously be incredibly sad, um, mm-hmm. but I would like to think it would it'd be handled in in the best way possible and and for the for the betterment of the club and if a decision was made that is for the best of the club then i'd 100 percent agree with it even if it did mean um it it wasn't necessarily the the best for me excellent well let me just um let me just change subject a a little bit yeah can you imagine a 19 year old josh bayless and during six nations time who would who who would you be cheering for? <laughs> um, it's a great question. Um, I honestly, I never even thought about international rugby um, as a as a even even a possibility for myself. So hmm. I wouldn't. I would. I didn't. I didn't not support England. Yeah. Um, I did not support Scotland. I did not support Ireland, whoever. Um, I loved watching rugby. Mm. I loved watching Six Nations, especially. I genuinely, there's nothing better than watching on a Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon, sitting down and, and watching the Six Nations um, yeah. with a full crowd and, and the commentary is incredible. It, it's just a great spectacle. Um, and I'd, I'm more like watching watching players, um, and I, I would, honestly, I probably watched more um, Southern Hemisphere rugby when I when I was young. Okay, um, that's what that's what my dad wanted me to watch, and and what he would watch. Um, so I I remember watching like Richie McCaw, obviously, um, Jerry Collins. You mentioned him earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, those guys, and and I wasn't supporting New Zealand. I was supporting Jerry Collins or. Richie McCaw or whoever I'd sort of fixated on at that at that point mm-hmm. um, and I guess it was like purely from a just enjoying watching the, the game and if you'd have told me in in three four years time you'll be asked to go into camp with with Scotland for example I've been like yeah that's honestly that's a that's a really funny joke and um and whatever and yeah that's never going to happen um, well I I would hold your feet to the fire more on that because I think a lot of people wouldn't be, wouldn't believe you except for the fact that I too have no international um, international um, allegiances so I will let you off oh, thanks yeah uh, so Scotland got in contact um, was this completely out of the blue did you know that they were looking at you no it's like I said it's I always knew obviously my, my grandma was born in, in Aberdeen I knew uh, okay. I could uh, is, is that on your mum's side, your dad's side? Dad's side. Okay. Um, so I mean, I knew technically that I could, I had, I could qualify for Scotland, um, but I guess sort of tying back into a point I made earlier with the competition in in the back row at Bath. Mm. Like, I've spent my whole career trying to get into that into the Bath team and, and trying to sort of make my way there and, and do what I could for the um, for the club and. And, and try and sort of establish myself as a 
as a club player. Mm. Um, never had I thought or was thinking, oh, I, I could be in the sort of international picture here, or I need to um, this or that. It was it was never that. It was always um, playing for Bath, and and so it was out of the blue. And I obviously I got the call, um, spoke to Gregor, and and I guess when when I was speaking to him, I was obviously amazing kind of expected him to to sort of say right well we're going to watch your games we're watching your games we, we like what you're doing and we'll maybe think about you for the summer or something like that or or keep going and, mm. and we'll stay in contact and and then he sort of came around to it and he said look we want you in next week yeah um, for the for the france week and i was like really and he was like yeah we, we want you in we've had a couple Crikey. of injuries and um and so, and he, he was like, "Look, obviously, it's it's a tough decision. It means you've got to play for Scotland and and whatever." And honestly, it, it wasn't really a, a tough decision for me. It's it's an incredible opportunity and one I just I wouldn't be able to live myself if if I turned it down. Absolutely and, not. Um, it just made a lot of sense to to, to go for it. Mm -hmm. um, the style of rugby they play, how how they sort of saw me fitting into into the the structure there and. Um, so uh, yeah, went for it, and and the next week I was I was at their training, and unfortunately the, the France game got cancelled, and ended up coming back and and playing for Bath, then got concussed. So obviously oh, is that what happened? Back up to, couldn't go back up to to camp, which is which was gutting. Right, um, okay. But, but so, really glad that I I did get up there for that for that week. Yeah, so I I knew you had to come back from camp because of an injury. I didn't realize. I thought you got the concussion actually. Even though you have told me in the, in the interview, I thought you got injured up in Scotland camp, so that makes more sense now. Okay, no, 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 it was it was back down here. Yeah. So, what is the process? Does your phone randomly ring and it's Gregor? Do they phone the team manager? And, and then also, so, once you get that phone call, who do you phone first? Uh, I presume your mum. Yeah, no, it was parents. I, I phoned first, my mum, my dad, um, yeah, and my grandmother as well. I bet. Um, who was absolutely over the moon. Um, and, but yeah, no, it was. My um, agent had he actually spoke to me and said, "Look, um, the SRU have been in contact and would like to arrange a call." Um, and I was like, oh, "Okay, well, <laughs> cool. yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's yeah." Um, and then it, like, I don't know whether it was that same day or, or the next day, just got the call and, and and that was it really. And then after that, I spoke to to Steve Tandy, the, um, the defense coach, um, and JD, the the forwards coach, and. Mm. Um, like they were great. They just um, sort of tried to get me up to speed with everything, and um, and and sort of said they were excited to to get me on board and and talk through how they want to play. Um, but yeah, it was quite a sort of. I went from sort of sitting on the sofa after a, a day of training at, at Bath, yeah, um, not even thinking about international rugby. To next minute was was going to go up. Um, and join the, the Scottish boys in, in camp. And it is a bloody long drive. That, oh, we, that's we the other thing. Flight, thankfully. Oh, did you? I was going to say, yeah, did, yeah. You, did did you share a lift with Cam? No. Um, so Cam was obviously injured at that oh, stage. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I actually got got the plane up with um, with Jamie uh, Jamie Batty, uh, who's at, who's at Bath as mm -hmm. well, and then met a couple of the um, the boys at the airport, so the Gloucester boys and. And the extra boys as well, and then and then flew up with that. Yeah, it's 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 quite a big contingent that, actually, particularly when you uh, include the um, include the extra boys. Exactly. Yeah. No. It's 
Um, it, it was quite nice. It, I sort of obviously incredibly nervous going up, and it was nice to be able to meet those guys before mm. going into this sort of wider environment. Yeah, I, I was going to ask that because you've got a very professional demeanour um, um, about you. Uh, when you enter the in, the international camp, what's your first move? Do you, do you wander around and shake everyone's hand and introduce yourself, or do you wait to be introduced to, or you know, how how, how do you play that? Uh, it's tricky. I'm, I'm probably I'm naturally quite sort of quiet and um, almost shy. I guess I was, I was mm. shy as a, as a young kid, and um, yeah, it's so it's pretty daunting, sort of having all these people to meet. Yeah. Um, like you say, do you sort of go straight in and, and shake everyone's hand, introduce yourself, and um, or do you let people sort of come and, and, and speak to you? But it's yeah, it, it, I, all, I can't speak highly enough of of the, the staff, all the players up there. When I got there, they were all like incredibly welcoming. Um, so that actually made it a lot easier for me. Yeah, I I, I, I always ask this question, so um, I apologise to my listeners because I'm sure that they're absolutely sick of it. But um, like with your competitive nature. Uh, I I guess it's that balance, isn't it, between do you just let rip as soon as you get your boots on and try and make an impression, or do you just try and find a nice little niche for yourself and hope you get noticed? What what's what is the approach to training? Honestly, I, I don't really I don't really think about having any approach. Like really, I'd like like there's just I the way I play rugby, the way I train is is how it is. Um, but they must I, run a drill I, or something, and you must go, yeah, that this is something which I'll be really good at now. I, I, I can definitely show my show the better side of my game. Um, obviously, there, there's stuff that, that's going to suit you more, and there's and you, you you do need to get used to how different teams train because there can be massive variances in in how how teams train between coaches and and having different players and stuff. And mm. so it, it took a little while just to sort of get into the rhythm of things and, and how they want to train and how, how they want to play. Um, but the, I, I, I love training. That's, that's where I sort of express myself. I'm like I said earlier, I'm, I'm not the most expressive person, definitely not the most extroverted of, of people. Mm. Um, so for me, that's like the training fields. That's where I get to, to do my thing and to, to really sort of let loose in it and enjoy myself. Um, so, I, I mean, I, I, my style of rugby isn't, isn't flashy or, um, or, or that all, all singing or dancing anyway. Um, it, it's sort of pretty, um, pretty standard, pretty straightforward, just like love hard work. And, um, so that, that's how, that's how I train. That's, that's how I like to play. Um, so there's like, I wouldn't, go and, and sort of try and stand out or, or do something that I wouldn't do normally sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I, I guess you just got to think like you've got there by playing a certain way and by doing your own thing. Um, they don't want to see you do something different. They mm. want, they want to sort of see you carry on doing, doing what you do. Now, you know, Bath is full of international class stars. I mean, you, you literally have some world leaders there. Uh, was there a big step up though going to, going to Scotland, or is it kind of yeah? I've seen I, I've seen some of this intensity. I know pretty much what you know, uh, what I'm up against. Um, it's definitely it's, it's a step up, no doubt. Um, the the style is a bit different, um, so it's very very quick up in Scotland. The way that they play, I think you can see that with with how they played the Six Nations. It's very sort of transition based. Mm-hmm. Um, transition based and, just tell me about that a second so are you targeting quick turnovers and then have you got some sort of like you know put it through two hands or what, what do you have do you have some sort of form, formula formula for that 
Um, honestly, I, I wasn't there long enough to sort of get um, all that sort of sort of stuff. And I, like my my head was sort of exploding with all this information that I was sort of getting from one area or another. Like honestly, trying to learn the line outs, that's the that that, that was yeah, what so... a lot of my time. Um, but I mean, even the players that they've got, it, they they suit that sort of quick style that. Um, that tough carry, um, quick ball present, quick ball, um, and then sort of give it to to Finn Russell with with a bit of space and, and let him do his thing, um, mm. and and the players he's got around him to to, to work off him. Um, it, it, I think it's a, a a lot of it revolves around hard work and, and working early and um, like kick chase and, and that sort of stuff, which is all stuff that I love doing. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, kick, so kick chase def- is one of those things that where it is, for me, it's like the benchmark of how hard a player wants to work because yeah. you, you yeah. can easily hide, uh, but the ones that yeah. don't, they love it. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, exactly. It's, it's an area where, like you say, it's not the, what it's not, what's going to be shown in the highlight reel, um, on a Sunday night of premiership rugby highlights. Mm. There's, like, you're not going to see people chasing kicks. You can see people scoring tries and yeah. and and doing all that, making cool kicks and, and stuff like that. It's um, but it's something that we pride ourselves on at, on at Bath is that sort of unseen work we call it. Mm. Um, so the bits that, that aren't going to get picked up um, externally, but you know you've done, and your mates know you've done, and your mates know that that's made the difference. Mm. Um, and it's that tough clean out or that tough. Um, tough ball carry two phases before we've given it to Anthony on the wing and he's scored an incredible try that's it's that that's that's given him the opportunity to do what he does best Mm. um so yes it's an incredible finish and and incredible work by whoever it was scoring but it's the the work that, that doesn't get seen before that that's um that's key and crucial to allowing people like that to to express themselves yeah because one of the Gregor Townsend things it certainly was at Glasgow whether it's changed or not I don't see why it would change but the 60-40 stuff which is you know 60% of getting the ball back is all to do with the ball carrier doing the right things his details you know how he places the ball and only 40% of it is to do with to do with the clearing players and I love that philosophy of how you get quick ball yeah yeah no like you're saying it's very easy and a lot of coaches will will focus on the on on the clear out and, and the yeah. guys clearing the ball out um but if your ball presents no good, or or your your groundwork's no good, then it doesn't matter how good you clean is. It's it's not going to be the quickest possible ball. Yeah. Um, so like that's the the first foremost thing is is getting that ball present. And don't get me wrong, the clear out is incredibly important, um, especially up against a, a lot of teams who have who have very good breakdown players. Um, but it, like you say, it's that ball carry that can negate some of the opposition's threats. Well, we've got to be careful here, mate, because we might uh, stray into proper rug- rugby noise territory. So, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> so, 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 so we will indeed stop, stop, stop it there. Um, thank you so much for joining me. What's your um, what are your various social me- media handles? Where can we find you? Um, so, Instagram is probably the only. I'm not really much of a, uh, a social media kind of guy. But <laughs> you strike me as far too sensible for all that nonsense. <laughs> and I'm not sure about that, but. Um, Instagram is J underscore Bayless eight, mm-hmm. um, and and that that'd be really where where you find me. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I'm sort of I've got I've got a Twitter account. I don't use it. Um, I, w- I was told to to make one a few years ago. And, oh really? Uh, by who? 
Who, who um, would give you such terrible advice? I can't It must have been one of the guys. It might have been my agent back then or <laughs> someone. I, but, uh, but yeah, no. Um, more than happy to, if, if anyone's got any questions or whatever, just ping them over and uh, more than happy, happily try and answer cool as much as i can and last one before you go and i i i, I wonder yeah um where where do you think the battle finish this year in, in in the premiership do you think you'll make the playoffs i i think we, we definitely can um the, the way the premiership's gone it's it really is it's still all to play for um, yeah it is actually for that fourth position it, it's incredible to watch and incredible to see some of the results that have, that have happened mm. um it's such an open competition. Anyone can beat anyone on their day, yeah. uh, home or away. Um, we, we've got the players. We've got, we've got the um, we've got the drive and the hunger to do it. Um, so I, I don't see why we why we can't. Um, that's what we want to do. We want to challenge for um, for silverware. That's we want to be a winning, successful club. Um, and we've definitely got everything we need to, to be able to do that actually just before i do i do let you go uh just thought uh, as a guy who is on the pitch week in week out um who has impressed you so so, so far with the way that they play because you've you've, you've beat sale who who are yep. third uh how, how do you go against bristol and bristol and exeter bristol we struggled um oh yeah i do remember, away yeah. and yeah it was, it was a, a tough game and that's the again coming back to that point about being frustrated like we we played that game and then like you say go away to sale and and put in one of our best performances i i've sort of seen in in the bar shirt yeah um, agreed you really well incredible. um so much energy yeah exactly um i like the going back to that that question about the guys that have impressed me it's Spenny since he's been here Ben Spence has been been incredible for us um, both on and off the pitch he's an, he's a great leader um, he talks so well about the game and his, his knowledge is is incredible um, mentioned him earlier miles he's been he's been great for us um, mm. but that's that's not a surprise for, for me um, I've known he's a, he's an incredible player and, and a great bloke for a, for a long time now um, obviously will Muir mm-hmm. uh, He's he's been great, and he's another one of those who just st- stuck his head down and just worked um, and grafted and earned his spot in the team, and then sort of shone from there. Um, but obviously, what you what you don't see on on TV is that he's he's worked through a number of small, really frustrating injuries he's had um, since he's been at the club, and um, he's just always worked back and, and worked hard and, and works one of the hardest guys work at hardest yeah. workers at, at training. Yeah. Um, even the young guys, Land, Orlando Bailey, who's who's got a couple of starts recently. Yeah, just tell me about him. I I I, I knew I, that I, that I was wrapping up the podcast and uh, we about, to say, about, 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 about say goodbye. But Orlando Bailey fascinates me because you know you got Dan Cipriani coming in next year. Um, yet to see how that's going to work work out. And ultimately, Danny Cipriani's getting on a, a bit in age. He'll be brilliant for for, for you certainly, but. Um, Someone's gonna have to. Someone's gonna have to take over, and I wonder if it will be Orlando Bailey. He's he's an incredible character. He's he's really. I just forget he's. It's his first year. Yeah. I, I, I just find myself forgetting that he's not. Uh, he's not been here for th- for three or four years. That the way his presence is is great. He's got a very calming presence. Um, he he prepares very well, like a 
like a seasoned professional mm. uh, like he knows he's done it before um which is i guess one of the sort of highest compliments i can give him as a as a 10 um I, like talent wise there's no question he's his talent is limitless he is very very special talent interesting um, and yeah i think he's going to be great for the club um i really do um his temperament and and the way he sees the game the way he speaks to people i, th I think it's um he's going to be someone definitely to watch um and then guy outside him on the weekend max ajomo um, yeah he's another one of those who you forget and his dad's a legend his dad's a legend exactly um so he's got that that deep connection to the club these both these guys are a bath sort of born and bred guys um and and max is you forget he's it's only his second year and he's he's training better than anyone almost um he's always knocking on the door he's been consistently training for the last year or so at a level that is incredible for someone his age yeah and and, and his experience um Again, a guy who's got limitless talent. I do find uh, it amazing how these young lads either play in the pack, because I think obviously you know the physicality of the pack is daunting, no yep. matter what age you are, actually. Um, yep. But the fly halves, like if you're 19, I remember watching Marcus Smith play against Ulster in the Heineken Cup, age, age 19, bossing around Jamie Roberts. I think, you know, yeah, what kind of yeah. character is that? You know, Jamie Roberts yeah. is a lion, and here he is telling him like which, like, which, line, to, uh, which line to run and uh, all the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's I'd, again Marcus. I know, I know Marcus a little bit, and he is unbelievable temperament. Um, a, a great guy, and um, and these these guys just know how to speak to people. And like you say, he, he he'd have been bossing Jamie Roberts round, but um, I'm sure the way he would have been doing it, Jamie would have just been yeah, yeah, sure. I'm doing, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, if he's going to get the ball in the good good position, why exactly. why would he not? Exactly. Um, oh, it's, it's incredible. Like the talent we've got, the guys that we, the guys that we've got. Um, yeah, I, I think we're we're definitely heading to a to a pretty special place. Excellent. Well, I wish um, I um, I wish you all all the luck possible. Thank you so much for coming on, and uh, no, hopefully we will all. catch up again in um, in the future. Yeah, I'd love to. Sounds good. Fantastic. Super recording off. Okay, awesome. uh, thanks, that Josh. Absolutely awesome. Got all the bits and pieces that that um, uh, that I wanted. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 